All right. Are you all Lista? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. From the Middle Age Mommage Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary H. Bomb Livingston Butler, and this show has everything, including but not limited to a Thanksgiving recap, a cheese challenge update, cleanses, Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, and much more. Uh, most importantly, though, this is our inaugural all ladies pod for cheese she. Woo! It's ladies' <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> Joining me from east to west in the North Rosedale Park neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Van Ham, Van Har, Van Harn, however you want to say it. Hi, Meredith. Uh, hi, Hillary. <laughs> um, what do you think we should call uh, the all ladies? We, we, we think that the coven needs to be retired. So what do you think we should call it? Oh, my goodness. Sorry, put you I on the know. spot. I'm, yeah, really. Yeah. I, I'm actually kind of stuck on the coven. I can't, I can't get it out of <laughs> can't my move head. On. I don't know. Yeah, move on. Okay, moving west from uh, New Brighton, Minnesota, we have Anne with the plan, Lenholm. Anne, what do you think? Well, the obvious choice is the squad, but I hate yeah, that. I know. With I know. passion. Yeah, that's very so Taylor Swift. I mean, you know. I know. I when they started uh, referring to those four congresswomen that way, I was like, no, no don't. it seems so juvenile. <laughs> it Let's does. just not. Yes. Yeah. Like you wouldn't ever call like, you know, uh, some old men in Congress, some old senators. <laughs> You're like, nope. <laughs> squad. Squad goals. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, squad goals. Um, I thought you said squat goals for a minute, and I was like, don't want to think about that. Um, All right. We need to ponder it. Um, But also, in the far reaches of the Pacific Northwest, in Lidwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. What do you think? Hi. Well, as someone who actually belonged to a coven, um, I like it. I like the coven. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll keep the coven, or we'll we'll put it up for a vote, or not a vote, but just like let's on the Facebook group. Let's let's uh, mm. workshop workshop some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll think about that. But um, also on this show, we'll have some small talk, some medium talk, some tea she recommends housekeeping and how you can get involved um all right let's start with the small talk it's an update on the cheese challenge um cheese off dot space is the website and we've had some pretty good participation but we love more how just like keep it coming i finally filled out mine so y'all have to get involved now we were talking about it the other day and someone referred to it as building your cheese tray. And I <laughs> love that imagery so much. What would you have in your cheese tray? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw some really good pictures. I mean, social media is silly on holidays because everybody's posting and trying to talk about how wholesome their family is and how like amazing it is to be together. And I'm like, whatever. Okay. Like you hate your family, but, um, but there were some really good cheese trays out there. That was what I was the most impressed with, like cheese and charcuterie and everything. I was like, hell yeah, I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty easy to make that look good for pictures. Yes. 
Whereas your casserole dish full of stuffing just looks nope. like, well, it looks like how Christy describes it <laughs> like when barf. you post it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like gray goo. Barf on a plate. I am really sick of seeing Thanksgiving food pictures yes. on Facebook. Like, it doesn't look good. No. no. I only want to see like a Pinterest-worthy charcuterie board with cheese yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah. that's, yes. yeah, yeah, I can get yeah. down with that. The yeah. thing is, I know I can't take photographs, no. so I don't even try. No, yeah, me neither. No. I can't. I, I'm not interested really in seeing food pictures, so I'm, I will never, ever. Unless I went to some weirdo, like, sushi place that it was, like, out of this world. But, yeah, I can't really take pictures of food. I just, it looks silly. I've done it mm-hmm. a couple times, and I always felt kind of dumb about it. But it was like, there was something, I remember one specifically I put on Instagram, and it was like a baked Alaska, a beet baked Alaska that I got in mm. Denver one time. And it was beautiful. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll, to... I'll make an exception for this. Yep. Gotta sure. Be. I took a couple of pictures of things that I ate in, like, Portugal, right? Mm-hmm. Because that needs to be documented. But other yes. than that... I'm probably not going to take pictures of my food. No. I mean, unless I'm really proud of a cake that I made. Well, yes. I mean, Anne, come on. You should be doing yeah. it, Anne. I want you to have an Instagram of just <laughs> mm-hmm. the stuff you bake. Yes. <laughs> I'll start it. Chrissy, now manage it for you. Like, Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll buy one of those, like, Kim Kardashian lights, like the Lumi lights. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. In, in LA, I've seen people walk around with those. Yep. <laughs> so terrible yep. <laughs> but you look you know i got that bomb lighting um <laughs> but proper lighting is part of the reason why all this yes. thanksgiving food looks gray yes. and gross and exactly slimy right. because it's not lit correctly so that is important exactly exactly um you've got like fluorescent lighting in the kitchen like oh look mm-hmm. how gray this gravy looks <laughs> mm. um okay speaking of which uh should we have a thanksgiving debrief from everybody how was it how was your thursday and your long weekends Tell me. Who wants to go first? Well, I guess I can start. My Thursday, I did absolutely nothing because my parents decided to move Thanksgiving to Friday. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Yes, just because they wanted my uh, stepsister and brother-in-law to be able to come and they have so many places to go. You know, his parents are divorced, so that's two families and her parents are divorced, so that's two families to get to. Yeah, so um, my dad said, well, you know, we're going to be small anyway, so why don't we just move it to Friday? And this time, I actually didn't have anything planned, <laughs> so I could be there. And so that was, we're recording Saturday morning, so that was last night that we had that. And that was just a nice time to visit, a nice meal. And my mother said to me, well, I listened to an episode <gasps> of your blog. Oh, and I said... Which one? (laughs) (laughs) And she said, "Uh, well, not your Thanksgiving when I listened to the one before that. And I said, oh, no. (laughs) So she has, in fact, heard me telling the story of her screaming at Kevin Oh, no. Asking Kevin Sorbo for his autograph. Oh, no. But those are, that's that's harmless, right? She knows she did that. Yeah, she (laughs) That's she wasn't good mad. Story. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. makes her look like she, funny and, and cute and yeah. endearing. Yeah, she seemed to be fine with it. Okay. So oh, I'm breathing Lord. a sigh of relief oh, on that good. one. Shwoo. <laughs> oh, shwoo. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's so, sometimes people will bring things out to me like, oh, remember when you talked about this? And I'm like, I don't know. I was blacked out. I don't know I what don't I talked right. I don't know what I was talking <laughs> exactly. about. I go into a fugue state. I don't know what yeah. I said. 
So sorry. Um, well, that sounds nice. So like a low key Thanksgiving and a do nothing Thursday sounds um, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. To me. Amazing. I'll go next. Um, I Gregory and I drove to Grand Rapids for Thanksgiving at my mom's house. Is what we usually do. I didn't even hear a word from my dad. I don't know what he did or if his <laughs> side of the family did anything. Um, but that's becoming par for the course. Um, so I just kind of forgot about that. And I brought um, mulled wine and deviled eggs. And mm. I was assigned, well, I kind of volunteered to make rolls because I make sourdough stuff. And um, we had a terrible, terrible windstorm on Wednesday and the power was out. And it, it it was kind of flickering on and off all morning. And I was getting a little bit nervous, but it always seemed to come right back on. So I, I went ahead and while I was on the second proof of my my rolls, they were all shaped and, and proving the power went out Uh, like for good, for good. Like it really, really went uh, out. And so I was like, Oh boy, what am I going to do? And I, I stuck them in the fridge, even though the fridge was off. It's like, Oh, that's cooler than anywhere else in the house. Maybe Mm -hmm. they'll just stay put. Um, and luckily there's a transformer in my neighbor's yard. And so I saw that DTE was here and it came back on, you know, I don't know five or six hours later it was getting pretty cold in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we ended up going out for dinner and while we were gone the power came back on and I baked the rolls and they were fine Shoo. so that that part worked out well um I got to spend some good quality time with Olivia that Aww. was really great she's um she's taking some tentative steps she's starting to walk um and she she took us you know a little bit to warm up to people it's a house full of of people it's yeah. kind of overwhelming mm-hmm. right um, but once she did warm up, she was all over us and she, my favorite part is when she, she's drooling, she's teething a little bit and she wiped her whole mouth right across my forehead. Just drool <laughs> all fr- from temple to temple. Then anointed baby. Is she two yet or not quite? She just turned one. Oh, I know. why did I think it was longer? Well, because she's been out longer than she was supposed to. She turned one That's in October. Um, so okay. she's, you know, she's, um, her due date was December 18. So oh, wow. she's, you know, her, she should have been born December 18. Um, but she, you know, developmentally, she's like basically right in between her birth age and her actual, you know, yeah. supposed to be age. So she's doing, she's catching up pretty well. It'll get smaller and smaller as she gets older. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she's doing really well. She's going to have her cleft palate surgery in about a month. So we're all dreading that, but yeah. I'm sure it'll be yeah. fine. But it was delightful to see everybody. It was fun. Good. Um, pretty, you know, low drama. Nobody got in any fights. We're all politically on the same page. Yes. So there was yeah. nothing, yeah. you know, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> nothing to fight about. Oh. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I, um, my parents came in town um, on Wednesday and my, I had a cousin and his wife and my aunt and uncle live here and they're not married, they're brother and sister. So uh, but my uncle lives about two miles away from me. So we just had to go to his house, which was great. Like it was pretty easy and um, it was delicious. I drank too much wine. Surprise, surprise. And uh, <laughs> we, my cousin and his wife and Dave and I went to um, top five worst bars in all of Austin. I keep trying to make it happen because mm-hmm. it's down the street from my house. I'm like, oh, it'll be fun. And it always smells like chlorine in there or like bleach because it's like yeah. somebody probably barfed. Like, I, they, <laughs> my my cousin was like, Did they, do they have food there? And Dave was like, oh, well, I mean, they order Domino's to sometimes like 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, serve the regular. That was the bar I went to in college. The Domino's people would come in with personal pan pizzas at about one thirty in the morning and just make bank. No. That's smart. It's repulsive. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's disgusting. But anyway, we had a really good time. And my kids have been out of school for way too long. They've been out all week. Um, so I'm kind of ready for, like, normalcy to return. Um but yeah, it's good, low key. It's it's the weather's kind of crappy, but it's good to stay in and stuff. But yeah, it was good. How was that cherry cobbler? You know what? It was really good. But I have to tell you something. Okay, should I say this? Mm, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> my mom makes really amazing cherry cobbler. She, my aunt made it this time. And like, Ooh. it's good. <laughs> it's just not what you're used to. Yeah, and like my mom is not. Um, she believes in butter, like to mm-hmm. an excess. Like there are like pats of butter all that are you know when she's baking it. Like she puts it on top. Like it's in like and it's like on top of when she bakes it. It's it's on there like squares of butter. I think that some people in my family don't do that, and it's not as good. <laughs> uh, it's it's not bad, but it was not my favorite. And my mom makes it like in a casserole dish, which I really like. It's not necessarily like pie. It really is like a like it's. Not a circle pie. It's like a cobbler, like mm-hmm. in a casserole dish, and I love it so much. And that's really when I can stand up um, and you know eat it out of the tray. <laughs> oh, my, um, side note, Missy, my best friend um, who listens to the show, said it always irritated me the way that y'all eat desserts. Just cut a slice and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't like doing that. I don't want to commit to a slice. I want to pretend like I eat less, but also ate yes. way more so anyway it was, it was hillary I, yes. I am dying to know um how your gravy turned out oh my personal gravy from scratch <laughs> yeah yes as uh evidenced my i made my sister-in-law take the picture i was like marissa take a picture <laughs> take a picture and as you can see i'm standing as far away as possible because i didn't want it to pop on my on my leather pants but yeah. uh, but um wait you wore leather pants to thanksgiving i did i was like the rebellious oh. teen i was like i'm wearing leather oh. pants to thanksgiving <laughs> and i, I wore just stretchy seems so pants. constricted well i want to wear like sweatpants they're the spanks ones so they're stretchy um but i yeah i i i stirred it really well um it tasted delicious to me i poured over like literally everything and it tasted good so i did a great job (laughs) congratulations thank you thank you uh christy how was your tea giving it was it was great do you avoid food people were amazing (laughs) um well what's funny is how everyone said that green salad is bullshit well that mm-hmm. was my favorite thing they um my um late great aunt um used to make this a homemade caesar dressing and we've they've just kind of kept it in the family it's amazing like it's yeah. the best dressing you've ever had like i just want to pour it all over my plate like it's gravy mm-hmm. um so i just had a giant caesar salad and a couple different kinds of sweet potatoes it was great mm-hmm. but that family is great everyone is like very very democrat and um we basically talked about which democrat candidates are the worst and which (laughs) ones are the best and who the young kids like and um and it's fun because all the kid kids are grown up now like the youngest one is i think 15 um so they're all great and my dad just drinks wine and he just sits at the table and like tries to boss people around he's like give me some more wine (laughs) like does anyone need more food okay they'll get it for you and like thinks he's like king of the world and so that was fun 
Oh, good times. Gosh, isn't it weird by next Thanksgiving? Uh, we'll either have a new president or a second term. That just is. I know. I, know, I, I don't want to think about I it. I know. Sorry. I just like like projected myself into November of uh, twenty. It's going to be a rough year. I know. Yeah. I think Kara Brown from Keep It said one time, she was like, I would like take a year off my life if I could wake up and tomorrow was like, whatever the day after is. Like, I just want to like mm-hmm. not live just through get it. Over with. She's like, yeah. let's be done. Mm-hmm. Whoever it may Agreed. be, I just don't want to hear the, all the chatter about it. Just, it seems mm-hmm. really exhausting. And the I'm, ads, the ads oh, are going to be yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They've, I've already seen a few. Yeah. Like, for people that don't even have challengers yet, just Ugh. some Republican yeah. packs are starting Ugh. up the negative advertising. Ugh. It's so unpleasant. It really is. Oh, well, let's, let's just think positively. Think positively. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, Christy, you have uh, some therapy you need to talk about. Yes. So I said I would talk about this weird therapy that I started. Speaking of elections, yes. because... The election is the reason why I'm going. Um, so it's called EMDR, and I've gone to two sessions right now. And so, so far, she's taken, like, a history of, like, why I need to be there. And mm-hmm. then... Why don't now- you recap that for people that oh, okay. may not have heard that? Oh, sure. So I got into... We got into a car accident on election night, heading to an election party. And in 2016, right? In 2016. And... Um, physically as a result, I had whiplash and had to get, um, I had a torn rotator cuff and had to get a surgery on that. But mentally I've wrapped up the winning (laughs) Trump, winning the election that night into all of it. And that my world got like a lot smaller because I eliminated a lot of people from my life and just stopped reading news and all of it. And so now anytime I'm in a car, that's and it's dark and it's raining, which is, you know, six months out of the year. <laughs> I was going to say, you live in Seattle. <laughs> I start to have panic attacks. And um, once I had to go to the emergency room because I thought I was having a heart attack. So it's it's been pretty bad. So I'm trying anything that I can to stop this. So basically what the therapy is going to be is I hold these like vibrating probes in my hand and they vibrate yeah, like, left did. to right. <laughs> I know it's, it's amazing therapy ever. Should do it. Um, or you can like follow the finger, but I, I can't do that because my glasses and I just didn't want to, or they have like light glasses that it goes like left and right. So basically you're just moving your eyes left to right. Like you do when you're sleeping, oh. I guess when you're in mm-hmm. REM sleep mm-hmm. and then you talk with like, she will, get you to that point again like okay so you're in the car and I thought at first I'm not gonna be able to do this because I have the worst imagination <laughs> um so, so I'm like this is not gonna work but we'll try it um and it so far it's worked like right now we've just created a safe space where she's like what is a space that you feel safe in and then like you expand it out and then anytime so then the next one when we actually are building the car scene again I can go back to that safe spot so we'll see. Hmm. Interesting. And then after we do the car, we're going to do needles. Because I said the car is the most important because I have to do it every day. Right. Whereas like blood tests is once a year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So I'll let you guys know when I'm healed. <laughs> right. And the And the whole point is to make your brain is to move those feelings. I can't remember exactly how move you. Move the feelings from. 
um, and I don't know the parts of the brain, but from the fight or flight portion of your brain to the logic part where you can say, uh, this car isn't scary. I'm not going to die and Trump mm. won't be reelected. Um, (laughs) so just all of that like you take the scary thing that isn't real and move it so you can think about it and say oh that's nothing instead of reacting to it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh i hope it works yeah me too (sighs) i saw i saw and i can't remember exactly what it was but this woman who i follow on um Twitter, Caroline Moss, she had a like a prompt tweet that was like, tell me what you've learned about in therapy so people can get free therapy or whatever. And people responded mm-hmm. with stuff. And some of it was silly, but some of it was really good. And it was something like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like, your anxiety doesn't predict the future or something like that. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I shit, like that I know. And I was like, because, you know, I always think if I'm anxious about something, that means that it's like, oh, I should be nervous about it because it's going to happen. And it's like mm-hmm. a lot of times it doesn't happen. It does not come right. to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. My therapist says it's a feeling. It's not the truth. Yes. But it feels so much like the truth it when you're in it. It feels like the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I remember when I was pregnant with Bridget, like I was always nervous about the next step. Like I was nervous about, because I'd had a miscarriage before, which it's fine. I mean, it's not, it happens all the time, but I, so I was sort of pre nervous about everything with Bridget. Like, okay, like we have to get through this hurdle. We have to get through this hurdle and then it's going to be okay. And then it's going to be okay. And then I had like one moment of clarity where I said, I think I just like sometimes figure out things to worry about so I can like focus on them. And Dave was like, yeah, you think? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just, just realizing that he was like, yeah, I know that's what you do. Like you have to focus on something to worry about. And usually it's okay. Oh, good times. But therapy is (laughs) great. And I hope that it works well for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. And you want to move on with the mailbag? Yeah. Let's read some letters. Uh, Boy, that was a weird way to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did get a couple of um, emails this week. Just quick ones that I want to highlight from our friend Anne. She said, it keeps forgetting, or I keep forgetting. It makes me really happy every time Uptight starts playing in the intro. Fantastic mm-hmm. choice. Yes. I agree. It, it, I, it makes me dance. Me too. Every time. It's, it's so old school and so good yeah. and Stevie Wonder's amazing. He really mm-hmm. is. I mean, there. I when we were trying to decide between a couple, it was like we can't say no to Stevie Wonder. Like he's the best. Right. <laughs> I like all of this. Well, and I. I mean, it. It happened to be the first thing that Bobby just threw out yes. when we were. St- and I mean, from that point, like I was done. Yes, sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like Meredith, you had a lot of good ideas, but I was like, I just, but Stevie, but this one, this one. <laughs> no, no that was the right choice. Yeah, it's really great. Yep. Uh, and then we got a funny note from Bob who quoted an exchange from Mike and Hillary in the um, previous non-Thanksgiving episode where Hillary said, quote, who would want baby powder down there? And Mike responded, that's the question of the week. <laughs> No, I think that's probably what I said. Gross, God. All right, so no baby powder down there. No, no, guys, don't. No, well, now you're going to get like what is it? Um, People are getting cancer. Oh, they're getting ovarian cancer. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. from baby powder. Yeah, yes, talc. Oh, I did not know that. I had not heard of that. Mm -hmm. 
I know it's so funny because like when Bridget was born, I think it, we would get packs with baby powder in it. But by the time we got to Rory, it was like there was no baby powder. Like there was none to be found. It was not something. That really? Were, yeah. Because it doesn't really help that much. I mean, there's I understand it's like a drying agent and it's good maybe for baby um, like a for diaper, diaper rashes. Rash. But yeah. I have a tried if anybody with a new baby wants to know, I have a tried and true uh, diaper rash solution. So just come to me. Don't use baby powder. It doesn't work that well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hillary, no. I know. I don't know a lot as a mom. Like I said, I'm like a B, B minus, B plus, depending <laughs> mom. But I, I do know how to get rid of a diaper rash. That is the one thing I know how to do. <laughs> Uh, I one of my very earliest memories from when I was about three, probably, is that I had a couple of uh, Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls, mm-hmm. the ones that are probably like um, twelve or fifteen inches, mm-hmm. so relatively baby sized. <clears throat> and being a good child, I was changing them, and then I put desitin. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> the smell of that. Oh. It's what you do with a baby butt. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. It Smart. Is. We still keep it around because my kids are disgusting and they're like, my bottom itches. And because I'm more like, you don't know how to wipe very well. Like, you know how to wipe. Like, do it. But focus up. So got to keep some of that Destin handy. Destin and Max somewhere around. I like that. You know how to wipe. Focus up. Yeah, do it. it ju- I think kids just get bored. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, uh, like, good enough. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> kids are gross yes, they are. <laughs> well let's revisit uh last week's question of the week which of course was about celebrity encounters and uh hillary's encounter with james spader and his shorts and, fedora. <laughs> and uh mike's best friend charles barkley who doesn't know that he exists and as i mentioned my mom's encounters um, now that we have Meredith and Christy here, you have a couple of uh, stories to share, right, Christy? I do. Um, well, I see like encounter and sighting feel different. And this is a sighting. So I've had celebrity encounters. I think just having a sports team in town, you have that. And also going to a kind of a rich high school, you have like parents that are, you know, celebrities. But anyways, um, my sighting was the first time I went to New York. And so this was 2002 and digital cameras weren't really, maybe they were a thing, but I didn't have one. I just had the old point and shoot, um, terrible flash, doesn't take great photos. And we were walking down the street and I see like a, a couple of, um, movie cameras and they're like, and then there's people on the street and then I hear cue Sarah. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And then this guy said, you guys, um, you can be here, but, you know, just can you, you know, make sure to be quiet and, um, you know, just stay out of the scene, like stay on the sidewalk. Because I don't think they can, unless they pay to close the sidewalk and close the street, they can't tell you not to do it. Like they mm. can't like say, be out of here. Sure. So they let people stay. Sure. And it's so a I'm public like, road. Right. And so I'm like, what is about to happen? So all of a sudden... Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker comes out ah! and is filming a scene for mm-hmm. Sex in the City. And I'm like, what the Whoa. hell? So I grab my camera out of my hoodie, take a picture, <laughs> which the flash 
goes into <laughs> like reflects off of something, oh, no. then hits the camera and it ruins the scene. And I put my camera back oh, and no. I like start looking around and there <laughs> then I hear like, What just happened over there? Oh, my God. It's, this is your this is your people and he was like looking around and I just like did the <laughs> I don't know and like Oh my god <laughs> Christy, I would die. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, then, uh, so you can see that that show. It was a season five, episode one. It's when she's trying to hail a taxi outside. Oh, my God. (laughs) They just had taxis driving around circles over and over and over again to get the scene. That's thrilling. Yeah. Well, you ruined it. <laughs> I know. I did. It's like the highs and lows of a celebrity ca- encounter. You like fucked everything up. But you saw Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Every time I've been to New York, I've had some kind of celebrity encounter. That's pretty awesome. It's like like you were saying in, when you live in LA, yeah. you ha- you want your people to have yeah. that. I've had it every single time. I feel like that's tough too because New York, I feel like there's so much more low key there that like they don't care. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Because people don't bother them. As go much. after yeah. them. They don't, you know, ruin scenes with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Well, but you don't have to go to New York to get in good with celebrity, right, Meredith? That's right. Um, <laughs> I've been in New York several times, and I've never seen a celebrity there. I was just—I was just reminded of a quick one that I, I totally forgot about. I was at a hotel in like—I think I was in like Oklahoma City or something. It was a, a stop on a road trip, and it was a pretty swanky hotel, but I, it wasn't like outlandishly fancy. But I was getting into the car to leave, and I turned around, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was standing right there. Oh my gosh! Whoa. It was really weird. I didn't say anything. I could hardly tell it was him because I was sort of like, you know, how you just sort of get frozen and just like, huh? Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. so out of context and I don't understand what's going on. But yeah, he was just standing right there getting into his car or whatever. Um, But the the one I know I've talked about this before, but um, Jillian Anderson's mom and my mom are friends and they have been for, for ages and ages and ages. She grew up in Grand Rapids and went to the same high school that I did, but she's a great deal older than me. Um, So, you know, I, I met her a bunch when I was little, but I don't remember it. Um, And I think she babysat either my brother or me or something. Um, But, um, so there was that family connection. Her her brother taught me how to play b- blackjack when we were in Latchkey. <laughs> <laughs> her brother Aaron is a year older than me, and we we my mom used to babysit him, so he was always over at our house. Um, and this is a sad one, but um, he had neurofibromatosis, and he died of a glioblastoma oh, um, no. several years ago. I know when we were like thirty, mm, I think, which God. is kind of the lifespan for glioblastoma, which is very common when you have that when you have that disorder yeah. um it's tragic um of course but he you know he was diagnosed when he was a kid and and we all knew that was going to eventually probably happen um so i of course we went to the funeral and uh, you know there was the receiving line or whatever where you give your regards to the family and i got to shake jillian anderson's hand and what a what a great situation to meet a celebrity funeral. yeah she did a very um she did an amazing speech though she 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 did a really moving eulogy for him that was great um and i was struck by how tiny she is she's like five foot nothing oh i bet yeah. and weighs about 40 pounds like yeah. it was just like i felt like a giant shaking you're like hand. bending over it's so yeah <laughs> it it's so weird to me this has nothing to do with anything it shouldn't matter but she truly like has gotten more and more beautiful the older she's gotten like yeah I, yep. I don't know if it was like the 90s styling I didn't really think about her when she was on the x-files but every time I see her in public or on like she was on that English show um 
can't remember what it's called. Like sex, sex education. I think that was supposed yeah, to be really yeah, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and I was yeah. just like struck at how beautiful she was. Yeah, she's getting more and more elegant yes. for sure. Yeah, like mm-hmm. she is. She is very poised and classy looking now. Yeah. yeah, she's one of the few American actors I think that can pull off a really good British yes. accent. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was English because even her American, like her normal accent, is like you know. Well, she grew. She spent a lot of time in in. Um, I think it was in London when she was a teenager. They moved over mm. there because her dad was like a. I forget exactly what he did. He's something in show business, though. Um, he was an agent or something. So they did live in the UK for quite a while when she was growing up. So that might have something to do yeah. with why she's so good at it. Good that. Yeah. Hmm. And so Meredith, you just pulled her aside and you said, um, "If you don't mind, if you could just sign Can I get a this, <laughs> this poster for Give me. me a big smile. No, I didn't do anything of the sort. <laughs> And you had like a you had like a flash like disposable camera. Yeah, that's you like flashed it in her eyes, <laughs> like two feet away. Oh, oh sorry. My mom would have just dragged me out of there by my ear. <laughs> sure. uh, well, let's take a look at what some of our listeners uh, had to add to this discussion. It made me so happy. You guys have the best story. Uh, I'm going to start with Kevin. He said, I rode in a hotel elevator with Jim Varney in Lincoln, Nebraska at Farm Aid, and he was on crutches and dressed in a white suit. (laughs) Oh, I loved so much. I loved. I really did, which is weird. It's not really Mm -hmm. my style, Mm -hmm. but I, I thought he was like comedy gold. I have seen Ernest goes to camp <laughs> a, lot, a number so of times. times. Yeah, so I think funny. it's because of how old we were. Yeah, and yes. when it yes. came out. Yeah, then. I think so. Yeah. But the idea of Ernest P. Worrell in a white suit <laughs> just cracks me up. Gene says, "My father was an engineer for Procter and Gamble. He helped design and build the first Pringle factory. Wow. Not particularly famous, but connects with the previous <laughs> podcast. I'm That's impressed. So cool." He's famous yeah, to me. Huh? <laughs> True American hero. Yeah. Uh, the next one has particular uh, resonance mm. for Christy from Tanya. When I was 17 and working at Baskin Robbins in Kirkland circa 1993 or 4, Eddie Vedder jumped out of a limo and ordered a mint chocolate chip in a waffle cone. Solid choice. My little 90s Seattle grunge self was completely starstruck, and I turned bright red through the entire exchange. I gave him the cone on the house, and he grinned and said, thanks, kid. (laughs) And then I died dead. Yeah. Oh, man. That's pretty awesome. And then there was a little trail of comments on this comment going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) I did love Eddie. I still love Eddie better. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. I believe, Christy, you said he's on your laminated list. Yes, yeah, still is. Still is. I don't know. Like, maybe 1994 Eddie Vedder is on my list. I okay. don't know. If... He's still no. pretty cute. Have to see. He's still pretty cute. He is. Oh. He's aged well. Yeah. Um, see, that's what happens when you have rock star money. Yes. Is you can, mm-hmm. If you don't put it all up your nose, <laughs> yeah. you can look right. pretty good. You can good afford good plastic older. surgery. Yeah. He stopped yep. all that. He stopped all that. After all his friends died, I guess. That's good. (laughs) That'd be a wake-up call. Smart. Uh, We have a good one from Will the Pilot, uh, who says, most memorable or most awkward? Sadly, I met both Steve Ballmer and Hank Aaron while standing next to them at urinals. 
separate occasions. I wish it was the same occasion. <laughs> right. What a weird bathroom trip. <laughs> On the more okay to bring up a Thanksgiving dinner theme, I had the opportunity to fly Mark Wahlberg out of Burbank when I was doing exec charter after 9-11. All were super nice, very engaging, but Wahlberg was the only one who I shook hands with for obvious reasons. <laughs> now, I'm I'm a little jealous of that one, too. Are you? I love the Wahlbergs. I know that they're problematic, <laughs> but I do love me some Mark Wahlberg. So does Dave. Hey, Will, he's a Pats fan, so shut up. <laughs> uh, Rena said, I've had several since I was born and raised in Los Angeles and had family members that worked in the industry. But my favorite was when I was working at the Los Angeles Times and Muhammad Ali came in. He refused to sit in the private dining room and insisted he sit with the rest of us. He was still mobile, but didn't talk a lot. He was happy to let me take a selfie. Aww. That's that's, that's really, pretty cool. Yeah, that's like historic. Yeah. That's a good celebrity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the other end of the spectrum from Kalina, who says, <laughs> I stood next to Ryder Strong for a second at one of the Comic-Con booths this year. Wow. That makes me laugh so hard. I got so much joy out of that one. I thought Ryder Strong was so cute. Oh, me too. <laughs> How would you even know? Like, well, I know. That mean, has like he now. done anything since 2003? Oh, yeah, but he, oh, no. Was he wearing a name tag that says I, <laughs> I am Ryder Strong? Hi, he my name is Ryder. He all, he all looks the same. He just has terrible facial hair. Oh, like oh, dear. some goatee kind of action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, don't do that. But like maybe he's trying for a beard, but it doesn't actually grow. Yeah. Oh, you know that just guys. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys, know your strengths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, yes. Kalina. I think I did laugh out loud at that one. <laughs> Should we explain who uh, Ryder Strong is for those who don't know? I feel like, again, this is like in our age demographic, but he was in... Hillary, who doesn't know who Ryder Strong is? <laughs> he was the best friend in Boy Meets World, and he was very cute. Yes. He and the he was like the sort of hair. bad boy. Yeah, the floppy yeah. hair. Yes. yes. Yeah. The nineties dream boy. See, I mm-hmm. I liked the older brother. Oh. He is a comic boy, genius. He on was cute. Very cute. And if you watch the later years especially, he's Loki so funny like he's he is funny he's really funny and I've like kind of done some like oh what like what are they up to and he does a lot of voice work so he's also like low-key rich probably like he does like video <laughs> game so he's doing good will but he can probably go to brunch in peace what a good combo <laughs> yeah exactly right? exactly he's the smartest that's yeah. how to do it Uh, Well, let's finish up with another really uh, touching one from Carolyn, who said, I was a student at the University of Pittsburgh, and I was taking an evening class my junior year that was held in a building that had some administrative offices and conference rooms. There were always people going in and out of meetings, walking around among the students due to that, and most of them were not memorable, but the second week of term, I was in an elevator with Mr. Rogers. Despite my nerves, (laughs) I managed to choke out a hello and not be too starstruck through the encounter. I saw him in that building almost every week as I think he was on a committee for the school and he was charming, kind, and amazing to everyone. Aww. An absolutely wonderful person. <laughs> of course he was. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Mr. Rogers may be the only man in show business who doesn't have some like weird skeleton in his closet? <laughs> no. Like, he better I'm really not. afraid that something's going to yeah. come out. I know. Yeah. 
He's um, basically I, a saint really gonna at this shock point. Me. Yeah. 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 I saw the uh, Mr. Rogers movie with my dad on, uh-huh. um, what was it, Wednesday? We both cried like babies. But um, mm. my dad's um, friend from work was friends with Mr. Rogers. And whenever he came to Seattle, he would stay at his house. Oh. Wow. Aww. Yeah. And he said he's just like genuinely the nicest person. <laughs> I cry at the at the... I haven't even seen it. I cry at the preview when the kids start singing yes. to him. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I thought that because I've seen that preview so many times, I'm like, oh, when that happens, I'm not going to ball like a baby. Well, guess again. <laughs> you guessed wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's wrap up this segment. We got a really nice voice memo. Yay. On it. Jeremy's sister, Jessica, called up and uh, left us. Uh, her celebrity counter in her own words. Hi, this is Jessica. My celebrity story is um, I used to help organize a indoor play space for toddlers um, in my church's gym. And I was there one day hanging out, playing with my own kids. And this guy comes in and... um, you know, one of my jobs of being there was to welcome people. And so I chat with him for a bit and I go, man, you look really familiar. Have I seen you somewhere? And he's like, oh, well, I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, you know, my brother-in-law is, uh, in the theater scene. Maybe I've seen you in shows together. And he's like, yeah, maybe. And, um, our kids are playing and we're chatting and then my little one gets upset so I'm singing him a lullaby to help him calm down and um and the guy comes over and goes wow you have a really nice voice and I was like oh thanks and then uh (laughs) later on my pastor comes down and he's like Jessica can you believe it Dave Matthews is here and I was like what where and he just so happens to point to the guy who complimented my voice. So, needless to say, it was combination of my most embarrassing and proudest moment, all wrapped into one beautiful package. Uh, I'm going to tell you that Dave Matthews is right, because Jessica does have a beautiful voice. <laughs> She's a really good singer. That's so cool. He he lives up there, doesn't he? Does he live up there? Yes. Because I know he's from Virginia, I think, but he lives in Seattle. Yeah, because yeah, his wife is a doctor, oh. so they moved here for her to go to doctoring school. Oh, that's what they call it. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the official name. That's what they call it out here. Um, I think they live in Wallingford or something. Everyone has their Dave Matthews encounter stories. Huh. Not mm-hmm. me. I wouldn't know who he is. You were too busy looking at pictures of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be like, hey, I probably would say, do you know Eddie Vedder? Do you think we could get him here? <laughs> I've definitely done that to people like stand-up comics. I've been like, what is this person really like? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, well, thank you, everybody, for your contributions. They were awesome. Yeah, they were. Should we talk about this week's question of the week? Yes. Yes. Um. Who, Hillary, did you come up with I this I think one? it was Miss Christy Wise uh, yeah. came up with this one. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was one of the more recent questions that you got at your work thing. Right? Yeah. 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 Have so I you, explained that before? Um, I don't know, but maybe you should. Okay. So when you start at my work, um, 
the first all hands meeting, you ask a question. So you would say like, what's your celebrity encounter? And then everyone goes around and says, um, I'm Christy and I'm a project manager and mine is this. And then, and then you're the, the new person is the last person. So then it's a way for them to get to know everybody. And then we keep a spreadsheet of all the questions so that it's not repeated. Um, and definitely, I still have a grudge against the guy who asked about dreams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this um, new woman started and she said, her question was, what's your razzle dazzle? And she got this from her kindergarten um, kindergartner. Um, that, that was their question. And it's basically something that you love to do that you're good at. And her example was her daughter loves running on the beach where her hair can fly back. And so it can, it can be something like that, you yeah. know. Doesn't So that's the question of the week. Why don't you start? Oh, gosh. Okay. I will say the same one that I did at uh, work. Um, my razzle-dazzle is watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, wait, like wait. Any- you, have to, you have to do this right. You have to s- introduce yourself and say what you do. Oh. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christy. I'm a co-host of the show. And my razzle-dazzle is watching Netflix. And then I said, you know, I will help anyone if they need advice on a show to watch. Yeah. And it's not just Netflix. It's all of the streaming services and even network TV. And um, also... Some podcasts, I have different um, tastes in most of the people at work, but we definitely get together once a week and exchange that. Sometimes books, TV, movies, I'll, I'll curate anything for you. Mm, and where do you think this um, talent comes from? Oh, it, it took a lot of practice, Anne. <laughs> a lot, a lot of practice. <laughs> but, you got your 10,000 hours? <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, but Hillary, I do have... A solution to your problem of when you said you just like scroll through. Yeah. Tell me. On my phone in Cozy, an app that all of you can have, it's free. Um, there, There's a list section and I have a Netflix list, mm. a Hulu list. Yeah. Like I have them all curated. Yeah. And then anytime someone says, oh, you should watch this show, um, I just put it into a two watch list and then look up what streaming system okay. it's on and then put it into the correct list. Yeah. Um, but I do also not take everyone's um, recommendations. Like <laughs> you have to prove yourself. Like yes. even with Meredith told me you should watch Letter Kenny, yeah. but she's on restriction because she also likes CVS, CSR, <laughs> whatever those shows are. So I'm like, I don't know. But then I watched it, and so she's on the good list. Oh, good. Because okay. Letter Kenny is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. that's cool. I think that's good. It started off yeah. being like, you know, <laughs> self-serving. <Sounds> <laughs> I watch TV. <laughs> I do love it so much. Yeah. But then it's actually helpful. Yeah. Like, way to set the bar low, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a service. I'm good at sitting on my couch, too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Uh, you go. All right, I'll go. Well, so I like have no self-awareness of myself, I think, of myself probably differently than other people do. So I had to um, ask my husband what my razzle-dazzle was. <laughs> Tell me what it is. And what I was leaning towards and what he said, and it is something I enjoy, is I can talk to anybody, and that is like my secret power, is that I... Um, or my superpower, I guess. It's like you can put me in a room with anybody from anywhere and I will, one, try to find a connection of like how I can relate to them. Like I know somebody from their hometown or, 
you know, we like something similar. Um, and I can make them my friend by the end of it. That is my superpower. <laughs> and that is my razzle dazzle. And I really do enjoy it. Now, by the end of it, I am sort of exhausted because it's like you're sort of putting yourself out there a so, lot. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely enjoy it. And fully, it's from my mother. Like that is that is like a talent that all the girls have in my family, even some of the boys. Like not my dad. I mean, I love you, dad, but that's not <laughs> one of your superpowers. <laughs> my dad would rather not talk to like anybody. But um but I, my, it is my mom has imbued this in us, and it is the way that we get around in the world. It's sort of superficial, but um, you know, I, I can, it, it works in, uh, in party situations. That's a good I skill to have. This one that is, <laughs> yeah. A- I have witnessed this skill in action, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that I need to like have the full force of what you're capable of but i certainly would like more of it than what i have now which is basically nothing yeah all right y'all can have some of it sometimes i'm like i don't want to talk anymore can i not talk Mm -hmm. um so i'll happily give y'all a little bit but it is it works it works well it works for me good all right i'll go i'll go next um i I can't decide fully, but the one I keep thinking about is, <laughs> and this is kind of foolish, but I love to dive into things that I don't know how to do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and usually this takes the form of like recipes, um, like really ambitious, time consuming, complicated, technically involved recipes. Um, and then usually it turns out okay. Like I don't know how to really bake. Um, but I just decided one day I was going to start making sourdough and that's apparently hard to do. And I'm doing a great job if I do say so myself. And, you know, I'll do like home projects sometimes that sometimes I mess them up, but usually like it feels so good when I can just kind of pull something off. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I need some of that because I'm like, such I want, I want to be perfect at everything at the very beginning. Like I want to not practice anything. Like I'm just good at it. Um, so I don't try. Well, things. I think it's been, I think that's been a really good lesson for me. It's like, it's okay if it doesn't turn out a hundred percent great, but usually it's serviceable and I don't feel like I've wasted my time or my food or yes. my efforts or yeah. whatever it is, you know, so it yeah. usually turns out okay. And that's a skill that's generalizable to work. Cause sometimes I'll get a project where I'm like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm like, yes, of course I can figure this out. And I eventually do. And it's good. Yeah, because, you know, Dave and I, we talked about this once. Um, I said, um, I realize a stress trigger for me at work is, is when I, not when I have a lot of work. I mean, obviously that's stressful. But if I know how to do it, I'm like, I'll just power. It's fine. But when mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know how to do something, I get really stressed out. Like I'm sort of like panicky yes. a little bit. Like, ah, I don't know how to do this. And I kind of, yeah. and I have to tell myself like, okay, take a breath. Like ask stupid questions. It's okay. Like it's not, you know like everybody doesn't know something at some point. So it's okay to ask stupid questions or do further research. But yeah, I kind of, I, I need some of your stuff, Meredith. Yeah. Well, I found it's really confidence building to start, just sort of dive in and just slowly figure it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I often notice with these projects, especially at work that I'll start to feel better and better and better about it. Cause I will start out panicking and having nowhere, no, no idea where to even start. Yeah. Um, but eventually it, it's always kind of, you know, come through in the end yeah. and it feels great. And you've been, you've put a lot of work into the sourdough. I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing and, that for a long time. Yeah. I, well, and I have made some real clunkers. Um, luckily I live with a human garbage disposal and I'll eat whatever I cook and he'll be happy about it. Um, 
but you know it's it's mostly been been good and 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 I'm learning a lot along the way and it's it's fun and it's delicious. Mm. Do you maintain a sourdough starter? I do. I just fed it this morning actually. Oh, another pet. <laughs> yeah, something else. I guess I like having things to take care of. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, mine is probably the most pedestrian of all four of you, but I am a pretty good singer. Uh, yeah, you definitely. Yeah, are. Mine was and... watching TV. Yours is amazing. <laughs> like... <laughs> but lots of people can sing, so I, oh, I not like feel you. Pretty, I feel pretty happy about my singing abilities until. I hear somebody that has real training and I'm like, oh my God, I need to go take lessons now. But if I took lessons, I'd have to practice and I don't want to do that. But the, the real thing of it is, is whenever people hear me sing the reaction is so strange to me because people are like oh my God, <laughs> you can sing. And so I'm like, well okay, either I am like the most wonderful combination of kelly clarkson and adele that ever lived which i don't think is the case or there must be something about me that makes it seem like i wouldn't be able to sing like maybe my speaking voice is really unpleasant or i just like look super nerdy in a way that i I just think it's just a a talent that not everyone has yeah so when you like bust it out it's just everybody voice. thinks they can do it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but watching well, American Idol taught me. I don't. I know I <laughs> yeah, don't. I, I just do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just do it anyway. But I'm very critical of myself. And um, yeah, so I never think that I'm particularly good. And I like I don't go out and sing karaoke and I don't look for opportunities to like show it off because I only want to do it perfectly if I do it, which is not the right. But way maybe to think about that it, but. is the reason why people are shocked because usually when people have good voices, they're like, come see me at karaoke on mm-hmm. Thursday. <laughs> you know, they're always bragging about it. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do karaoke with a song. I didn't know perfectly. Mm-hmm. So that I guess limits me. Yeah. But maybe um, that's a goal. Yeah, I've heard you do um, karaoke, and it was amazing. Oh, thank you, Christy. But I think your voice is very musical sounding. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you have a lovely voice. I think it's just surprising because most people can't sing really yeah. well, and you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it is like a magical power. Like it's like when somebody can speak another language, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems <laughs> like how right. do you know? it's like sorcery yeah. or something. Like how do you do mm-hmm. that? No, mm-hmm. I think it's very cool. Well, because you sort of do know another language. Like you can, can you, you can, can you read music? Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Not, I mean, I can, I, I'm better on the piano, but I don't sight sing very well, which is well, unfortunate. Well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it's probably what keeps me from auditioning for more choirs because there's always you know, there's usually three parts to a choral audition there is your prepared solo that you bring which is fine there's um like they'll just do range testing where they see you know how low you can go how high you can go how your voice sounds and then there's always a sight reading portion mm. and i'm just like ah i don't want to <laughs> i can't do it it's not gonna be perfect 
You have a lovely voice, and it is your superpower. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll welcome. try to give you some of my razzle-dazzle so you can just do it. <laughs> Ooh, I like <laughs> that. It. Yeah. Mess it up. Okay, the biggest decision that I'm going to have um, in editing this episode is do I play razzle-dazzle like underneath us the whole time or do I play it at the end? <laughs> I'm still trying to decide. Are we talking the Richard Gere version of razzle-dazzle? I mean, probably that's the most easily uh, acquirable, but yeah. I'll probably pay it under us a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see. You'll you'll know by the time this airs. Speaking of someone who is deceptively talented, I had no idea that Richard Gere was as good. Yeah, he was really uh, good. Yeah, performer. Yeah, there were some people in that movie that I was like, <laughs> but then there were a few who were astonishingly good yeah. and he was one yeah. of them no he was really good yeah. Man, I like Richard Gere I mean, I'm sure he's a we all know he's kind of a weirdo but I kind of I like him <laughs> <laughs> alright now we need to hear the razzle dazzle from everybody yes. Yes. listening yes. excited to read everyone's yeah. get at us on Facebook toot your own horn tell us what you like and yes. what you're good at mm-hmm. yeah that's good um, all right, should we move on to the medium talk, the serious talk of the of the episode? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. mm-hmm. I'm really excited because I wasn't on the flu shot um, discussion. So now I've got the lady scientist here with me, plus Christy. Sorry, Christy, you're not a scientist. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> um, we have just... She's a woman of the people. Yes. <laughs> she brings us the perspective of the people. Yes. <laughs> um, we have just the facts with the lady scientist. And this topic now this week is cleanses um we thought about it like you know everybody kind of gorged themselves a little bit probably this week and this weekend and new year is going to be rolling around soon and cleanse talk is upon us so we wanted to talk about basically why it's bullshit uh you know what's wrong with it and all that jazz so ladies are you ready yeah i think did you suggest this one hillary because i think the minute you said it. Meredith was like, oh, I can talk about how <laughs> I don't think I was because I came late to the call, but I, I definitely was I like. I think hey. it was Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> oh maybe it was. <laughs> Easily topic. confused Jeremy and Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a really good topic. And, you know, having been um, an avid reader of goop.com i (laughs) hillary why (laughs) i have a complicated relationship with gwyneth paltrow i both love and hate her i was an early subscriber to the goop newsletter i don't really read the website as much anymore but i did get the newsletter for a long time um i i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know what it is she's like my Aryan princess like my ice princess i don't like i know (laughs) that she is like problematic i totally get it but i I love Shakespeare in Love. I do. I really love that movie. And for some, there's something so out of reach from her that I like, I just, I don't know what it is. And I like know that it's wrong, but I don't know what it is. But then I read She Said, and she was like a primary figure in like getting all these women to come forward. So it's like, she's just a complicated person. And this is the part of her that I really, really hate. Like, I love that she will put out like, you know, $500 $500 sweaters on her website. It's hilarious. It's so stupid. But this is the stuff that like I hate that she does is, you know, promote these like, well, she has a whole website, like section of her website. Like I just Google like goop detox and it's like 
there is a whole subcategory. In oh, the, there's so yeah. much. And it's like, er- there's a landing page yes. And, yes. for all mm-hmm. the different detoxes. Every year, you know, they, I think they update it. It's like the working guy, uh, girls, uh, you know, guide oh. to detox. And this is the problem. I will say like, because I've been in diet culture like my whole life I do start to get kind of like I know that it's like wrong and stupid but I do start to get like sucked into it I'm like oh yeah I could do that like I I could do that and it's not really like a cleanse but like obviously it's to lose weight I mean maybe it's under the the you know guise of detox or cleansing but it's really like I, I could make myself smaller like I could totally do that but it's so insidious and actually what really makes me the most mad is it's all this like capitalist bullshit because it's just a way to spend money and and mm-hmm. even though they're like, oh, it's clean and simple, it's all expensive and it's aimed at women um, mostly. And I don't know. It is total bullshit. So that's that's my little diatribe about it. <laughs> well, Hillary just solved it all for us. <laughs> yeah, I guess there you go. Mm-hmm. we don't need to say anything. <laughs> Case closed. <Yeah. laughs> I think you bring Meredith, up a really do you- good... Yeah. So I think... This, this, this topic was really appealing to me, especially right after Thanksgiving, um, because I think a lot of what appeals to people about cleanses is the sense of like control. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. So something you can have control over. I think there's something also about atoning for your, your perceived food sins. Um, there's a lot of that wrapped up in eating and people categorizing foods as good and bad or amounts as good and bad. And you need to make up for the things that you ate. You need to exercise them off or you need to starve them away or whatever um and it's kind of self-punishing and i think it's really sad um and you're right it's totally mostly aimed at at women yeah um so i think that's kind of where this starts so if you guys are out there feeling like oh i ate too much at thanksgiving i better starve myself for the next week please don't (laughs) Mm -hmm. please don't i mean a lot of this um people will start out thinking that like their organs need a reboot i see that a lot (laughs) or like you need to like first so your organs never stop working first of all they don't like if they do you're you're going to and the hospital like you'll know help it. no yeah. uh, some juice is not going to do the trick yeah. um like you'll you're at the hospital and you're in intensive care if your organs are shutting down um they don't need a reboot they don't need to to rest a lot of people think that like mm-hmm. your digestions needs to rest but it doesn't it's it's always working and it's designed to always work and that's fine um so the the thing about i think you know I found a lot about juice cleanses when I was reading about this and people think that, you know, it's never a bad thing to eat more fruits and vegetables. I'm not, not going to say that that's a bad thing, but there are problems with eating only those things. Um, you're not getting enough fat or protein or complex carbs. You're often just getting sugar water. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to get enough calories. It's going to be really hard to get enough calories to fuel your your day and you're going to feel bad. Um, yep. a lot the of actual people... act of juicing removes the, a lot of good the good stuff. things about yes. fruits and vegetables. So it's just, it's ironic to me that like you're not feeling great about yourself. And so you're going to just live on juice, which people get headaches, they get moody, they get weak and they get constipated because they're not eating any fiber. <laughs> <laughs> and is that how, is that helping? I don't think so. I think that's just making you feel worse. Yeah. But there's some sort of that control back there, I think, where you're like, I'm doing something good for myself or I'm making up for the the, the sins that I that I did on Thanksgiving. Um, but, you know, the, the, the basic problem with these is that they don't work. 
Um, they don't do anything. There's not like a defi- You ask all these companies that make like detox teas, like what toxins are you trying to remove? And nobody has an answer. They don't know. <laughs> toxins. Toxins. Are getting oh, the toxins. Sure. Okay. But what? Like nobody is like, okay, if you have heavy metal poisoning, yes, you need to go to the hospital and get chelation <laughs> therapy. That's it. <laughs> You know, if uh, the the only there are some valid medical reasons to do a detox, including like if you're coming off of drugs or alcohol, sure. you need to be medically supported so that you don't have too many withdrawal symptoms. But your body is cl- clearing that out itself. Yeah. So we've got lungs, we have livers, kidneys, skin, immune systems, and they all work together all the time to get rid of all the things that we don't need. And they do a really good job of that. Um so we don't really need to help our livers, you know, um, things don't generally get stored in the liver unless you're really unhealthy. So cleansing your liver doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, it all goes through your liver, but then it gets put into your bloodstream and then you either pee it out or sweat it out or poop it out or whatever. So we've got systems in place to get rid of anything like that. Um, the other problem is that they don't actually help people lose weight. Um, if that's the appeal, they don't work. They, you, you'll lose some water weight in the beginning because especially when you reduce your calories or your carbs, um, carbs are really tied up with a lot of water. Each molecule of carbohydrate, I think has four of water or something like that. And so you'll lose water weight, but it's not, you're not losing fat. And as soon as you go back to eating your regular way, it all comes right back. And sometimes there's evidence that you gain even more after that. So it's kind of counterproductive, um, that's that's another one of the problems. And then these things are very expensive, yeah. um, as Hillary said. If you look at that Goop site, the <laughs> I have one open right now that says Summer Detox Guide, and it's a list of like, I don't know, 15 things, and they're all very expensive, like some $90 vitamins and some $25 apple cider vinegar capsules <laughs> and a rose quartz bottle for $80. <laughs> That to drink water, I mean, it's ridiculous. It is. Yeah, no, it's, it's just taking our money. And I actually like I the I have a thing against vitamins. I don't know. I think I had a doctor once that was like, you really don't like need vitamin. Like you need to eat your vitamins. You don't really need to yep. take vitamins. Yep. I mean, like there's some like if you're pregnant, you really need you know um, folic acid and all that. And if you live mm-hmm. in a in a sun starved. Um, climate then you know vitamin d is probably good but otherwise yes. like, you should just eat eat your vitamins anyway i yeah i it's it's really frustrating and it's sort of insidious too because it's this now i can't remember the term but you know there's anorexic there's bulimic and then there's this other term where it's like people who are obsessed with sort of wellness and exercise and stuff and it's it's not it, orthexia yes orthexia that's it and it's like it it presents itself as like oh no i mean i just like eat super healthy all the time and it's like oh no you're just like it's the same thing you're just controlling everything that goes mm-hmm. into yeah. your body and pres- you're eliminating yeah. everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there's also um there's some harmful Um, there's some risks. So this, you know, everything in life is a risk benefit trade off, right? I think that cleanses are ones with a lot of risk and no benefit. Um, There can be electrolyte imbalances if you're super dehydrated, because a lot of these detox teas are just laxatives. And so you're just going to shit your guts out. (laughs) You're not going to be any healthier. (laughs) And people will like, I've seen forums where people are posting pictures of what came out of them. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, look, this is proof. And it's in its intestinal lining. Uh, 
That's They're like, so... look at this horrible thing that was in me. And it's like, no, you're you're chewing up your guts and shitting them out. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and then a lot of these supplements, if you're taking supplements or teas, so many of them are recalled because the FDA finds out there's drugs. There's like sometimes prescription drugs. Sometimes there's lead. Jeez. I mean, if you're trying to detox, what are you drinking lead tea? Um, it's totally counterproductive. It's just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like it's so scary and so unknown and it's just not worth it. So I would just encourage everybody out there. If you feel bad about Thanksgiving, just eat healthy yeah. for a little while and you'll feel much better and you're, you won't starve your brain. You won't starve your body and you won't poop out part of your guts. <laughs> Listen, you're down 15 pounds, but you're also down 15 IQ points. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, seriously. Um, so does anybody want to run through a couple of these uh, cleanses? Um, would you like something from uh, Harvard Medical School or something from BuzzFeed? <laughs> Harvard? <laughs> I got to know okay. what this is. Yeah. Uh, well, it talks a lot about... Uh, I mean, this is all, of course talking about how bad cleansing and detox are for you and how unspecific the word detox is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, nasal irrigation is one of the ones that they talk about, also known as Jala Neti or nasal lavage. Um, sometimes clinicians recommend it to rid your nose of environmental irritates, uh, irritants, etc. Um has been shown to lower bacterial concentrations in nasal passages. I mean, that's just one small thing. Detox diets. However, um, one of the most popular is the master cleanse, where dieters take a quart of warm salt water in the morning, consume a 60-ounce concoction of water, lemon juice, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper throughout the day, and finish with a cup of laxative tea <laughs> in the evening. Ouch. Proponents of the Master Cleanse diet recommend adhering to it for at least 10 days. God, oh, damn. no. Under evidence of effectiveness, Harvard says there are no data on this particular diet in the medical <laughs> literature, but many studies have shown that fasts and extremely low-calorie diets invariably lower the body's basal metabolic rate, yeah as it struggles to conserve energy once the dieter resumes normal eating, rapid gain follows. As you said, Meredith, it all comes from Mm -hmm. fluid loss. Um, Intestinal cleansing. Numerous kits are marketed for this purpose, most of which include a high-fiber supplement, a quote-unquote support supplement containing herbs or enzymes, and a laxative tea. Boy, these laxative teas are making some appearances here. Mm-hmm. Manufacturers recommend continuing the regimen for several weeks. Such regimens may be accompanied by frequent enemas. You know what? Mm-hmm. I am never mm-hmm. doing an enema mm-hmm. by choice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. why not? <laughs> Elective enemas are not something... I am oh, no. <laughs> choosing purpose. The aim is to eradicate parasites and expel fecal matter that allegedly <laughs> accumulates and adheres to the intestinal allegedly. walls. Yes. Several studies suggest that milk thistle, which is often included as a supportive supplement, may improve liver function with few side effects, but there's no medical evidence for the cleansing procedure as a whole. Um, I'm going to read this, Hillary. Okay. So... Be ready. Everybody be ready. 
promotional materials often include photographs of snake-like gelatinous substances expelled during <laughs> cleansing. When these pictures are not faked, they're probably showing stool generated by large doses of the regimen's fiber <laughs> supplement. <laughs> More important, the rationale for intestinal cleansing to dislodge material adhering to the colon walls is fundamentally mistaken. When fecal matter accumulates, it compacts into firm masses. In the open interior of the colon, it does not adhere to the intestinal walls as the sludge (laughs) depicted in the advertisements. (laughs) Oh, that's some tough stuff. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's so important. Okay, I'll I'll do one more from Harvard, which I just which is not a food detox; it's a foot detox, oh. which I've never heard of. Um, this employs a special type of adhesive pad worn on the bottoms of the feet during sleep. Another approach is to immerse the feet for 30 minutes in a basin, sometimes referred to as an ionic foot bath, containing salt water and two electrodes that supply a low voltage electric charge. So you're just low key <laughs> electrocuting, electrocuting yourself. yourself. <laughs> and the, the purpose, it says toxins are allegedly drawn out of the what? body through the soles of the feet. Yeah, I've heard of this too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then it talks about some more. It says promoters assert that the success of the process can be monitored by a color change in the pad or in the water of the foot bath as impurities are leached from the body. But the pads, which are impregnated with wood vinegar, have been shown to turn the same dark color whether they absorb foot perspiration or are sprayed yep. with really? tap water. Yep. Yep. I definitely have seen like, you know, late night um infomercials for like the foot pads and I'm always like I want to do that but (laughs) I just want to see what comes out of me but yeah that's bullshit that's so rude it's probably very satisfying but yeah they're just designed to turn that color when they get wet that's the other thing with like ear candling yeah um doesn't make any sense and people are like look at all the wax yeah you just melted a candle in your ear of course there's gonna be wax (laughs) idiot I mean I don't know a foot bath with some bath salts sounds really good to me, I'm but I just for making my tootsies feel better, not, <laughs> not for <laughs> drawing out <laughs> <up> the toxins. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like there, I, there really is this focus. I mean, it just kind of goes hand in hand with it, like about things being clean eating or clean, blah, blah, blah. And it, I don't know the dichotomy between what if you eat kale or whatever, something organic, that's clean. But if you're eating rice or I don't know, fried chicken or something that's you're eating dirty and it's like this, oh, you're bad or you're good like that. And it's it's a weird distinction and it doesn't make any sense. And it's not really based. So like there's um, there are plenty of toxins in vegetables, like plants make their own pesticides like there's cyanide in apples and nobody would be like apples are poison. Yeah. Um, You know, there's stuff in broccoli. There's stuff, in you know, um, it, it, you would have to just eat a load of it. You'd have to eat bushels and bushels and bushels of apples to have it make any difference. And you can't fit that much in your stomach anyway. So it doesn't, ma- you know, it's yeah. not enough to do anything bad to you. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't track with reality that, that an apple is good and a cupcake is bad. Right. And yet to your point, Hillary, is that we'll be like, oh, I was so naughty. Exactly. Today. I yes. had two so cupcakes. Yeah. 
and that's a thought pattern that I've tried with myself to definitely to catch yeah. is that there is no moral component to food. No. Mm-hmm. no. Even though like Catholic people or whatever tried to do it, it's like, a, you know, a seven deadly sin. Like there's no, it's not bad or good. If you eat too much, you don't, it's not, you're not a bad person. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me run through this Bud, BuzzFeed one, which is um, less scholarly than the, the Harvard one. <laughs> they talk about the apple cider vinegar cleanse, yeah. of course, ACD. the master cleanse, the baby food diet, which it says is quite popular among Hollywood stars. It may push you to consume more fruits and vegetables, but the insanely small portions are meant <laughs> for infants, not adults. That's just a diet. Yeah. There's yep. a thing called the ketogenic enteral nutrition diet. Um, simply walk around with a tube up your nose for this 10-day liquid-only diet. What? A mix of protein, <sighs> fat, and water is fed into your stomach through a nasal tube. And no. then there's a picture of a, a little um, electric thing that you have to carry around, which looks like it like monitors. It's like a pump, probably. Something. And there's a couple of pictures of women, of course, of course. with tubes taped to the side of their faces uh the cotton ball diet has been used by supermodels to stay thin no (laughs) even if you soak them in juice cotton balls are not food oh god why does that need to be said i don't know uh liver and gallbladder flush drink two glasses of apple juice every two hours and go to the bathroom every five minutes at the end of two days chug a half cup of olive oil plus one cup of salt water delicious (laughs) talk about punishing yourself god uh there's just a whole bunch of these in this um, and I did, I just looked down uh, at the comments at the bottom of this and somebody says, uh, I did the master cleanse for 16 days. Oh. Fucking stupid. Oh. I lost 11 pounds, which came right back on afterwards. And even though it was the middle of the hottest summer I can remember, my hands and feet were freezing like all the time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't smell anything. And the first time I had dairy after the cleanse... Well, Jesus, I nearly shit myself. (laughs) So that's a testimonial. (laughs) Yeah, that you know what was I was thinking about with like intestinal cleanses and things like we're all about microbiome now and the healthy gut bacteria. If you just wash all that out, imagine what you're doing to your digestive system, your immune system. It seems to like there's not we don't know a ton about it yet, but it it modulates your mood. I mean, it affects your brain. It affects your whole body. And what a nightmare to just wash that all out for no reason. Yep. I um the only the only diet I've ever thought sounded fun like crash diet is there's one that was in vogue in like the 70s. I feel like I've talked about this before, but it's the wine and egg diet, and you eat like yes. for breakfast you eat one hard boiled. I'm reading it from the thing uh you eat one hard-boiled egg one glass of white wine dry preferably chablis uh black (laughs) black coffee (laughs) then for lunch you eat two eggs hard-boiled is best but poached if necessary two glasses of white wine black coffee uh dinner you eat a five ounce steak grilled with black pepper lemon juice remainder of white wine one bottle allowed per day and black coffee (laughs) i feel like i could do that probably for three days (laughs) I mean, I think I think the upshot of all of this, right, is if you are a major Hollywood celebrity and the Oscars is in three days, yeah, yeah. go ahead and cleanse it up. Yeah. yeah. 
But if you are a real person living a real life and you want to um, feel better about your body for whatever reason, you got to eat your fruits and vegetables and your whole grains and cut down on your portions because this stuff is not only ineffective, but it can hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It can hurt your body and your wallet. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. and your mind uh, yeah and your soul oh yes mm-hmm. well and that's always the thing that gets me about this kind of stuff is it's like you're all you're thinking about is that like you're thinking about your diet even if you're thinking about other things at work or school or whatever you're also just in the background it's running all the time right. and this is the yep. thing that I get really mad about like the patriarchy although I know men do this as well but I can like at the amount of brain energy I have spent thinking about how I look and what my weight is and how I look in clothes. I'm like, I could, I have been a millionaire maybe like, I don't know. I like, I just, I've I've wasted so much time on it and it makes me really sad. And I'm really trying to like, not push that, not push it, but like even just kind of perform that for my daughter because Mm -hmm. it's so insidious and it's, it's evil and it robs you of happiness. Yeah, it does. And don't get any of your, wellness information from google no don't (laughs) Don't let me recommend there's a sawbones episode where they tear her apart and it's really satisfying go listen to that (laughs) if you if you want a deep dive on goop oh gwenny i love you i promise i do (laughs) (laughs) all right well that was sort of it's sad but also satisfying don't don't cleanse but hey let's move on to some happier stuff um tishi recommends what do you got christy um lindy west's new book the witches are coming oh yes specifically in audiobook because she reads it oh and i just love like her snarkiness and the tone of her voice is amazing no she's awesome when's that coming out it's already out Oh, is it? I'm already listening oh. to it. Yep. I don't think I knew that it was out. That's I didn't either. That's uh, awesome. Um, she had a quote. I wish I could find it. I'll, it was just about how like asking for money. It's just it was about her making money now that she like isn't poor. You know, I'm sure when she was writing for the strangers, she probably made twenty five thousand dollars. You know, what I mean, like it was until she made it big, she wasn't making any money. And she said, mm-hmm. she's just realized like most men are stupid. And then they ask for whatever they want. And that's like what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. I used to be like, Oh, mm-hmm. please. Like I'm like, hire me and kind of mm-hmm. acting like you're in the lower position. She was like, Nope, don't do that. Like ask for what you want because everybody else is doing it and they don't know what they're talking about. Most people are stupid. I'm like, Oh, you know what? <laughs> so true. <laughs> she's a brilliant writer. Yeah. Too. Yes. Yeah, she is. Um, all right, I'm going to go next. I know it's like a little bit early, but by the time this episode drops, it will be December. I will have put up my Christmas tree, which I'm doing tomorrow. Um, I, my favorite thing to listen to, you know, a lot of Christmas music, I, I, and you might know this, like working in a store, like I started to like, I can't listen to some Christmas music. Like it's like, <laughs> like, it kind of, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer versions. I'm like, I can't hear this anymore. And it's been so long. If I, if I never hear Mannheim steamroller again <laughs> too soon oh my gosh yes I mean I like liked last Christmas or like the Beatles songs because it was like slightly different than the like hokier songs but I 
any of them just kind of started to gross me out. But then it's like newer songs seem like they're trying too hard. I don't know. I, I couldn't land on something that I really liked, but I am basic and I love all things related to Hamilton and Leslie Odom Jr. who originated the role of Aaron Burr, who has like the most wonderful voice and he won a Tony um, for playing Aaron Burr. He recorded a Christmas album maybe two or three years ago and he just has a wonderful voice and um, I I listen to it when I trim the tree. It's a little bit like softer and a little mournful, but it's kind of like almost like a, a somewhat of a version of, of Charlie Brown, just like that low key kind of jazzy. Um, mm. and, and I really, really love it. So I recommend his Christmas album and I'll put a link in uh, to the show description. Cool. Yeah. Well, I have a, book to recommend i just picked this up at an adorable little bookshop near my house called pages little independent bookstore it's shop it's small business saturday today oh yeah by the way i'm going back uh i don't need any books but i'm gonna go back anyway <laughs> um and this book is called broke and it's by a woman named jody adams kirshner and it's uh the byline is uh or the subtitle is hardship and resilience in a city of broken promises and it's about Detroit post-bankruptcy. And so it's about how a lot of things have recovered, but for the normal everyday Detroiter, the story is a lot more different. Mm -hmm. So she follows seven people from the city around and kind of figures out what they're doing and what hardships they're facing. And I haven't fully finished it yet, but I have to by Thursday because she's actually, if you're in the Detroit area, she's coming to Wayne State university's law school auditorium and doing a a reading and then two of the people featured in the book are going to be there cool. for a q a so i'm definitely going to be going to that that's thursday the 5th of december at seven um and you can look at pages bookshop for all the info because the woman actually the woman who owns pages does does a, a little endorsement on the book and she's kind of organizing this talk she brought her here to to, to do the talk um so i'm really really interested to 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 finish this book and to listen to her talk. I think she's a journalist by trade, um, but she spent several years in Detroit researching and studying for this book. So it's been amazingly interesting so far. Cool. I just put in my cue. Yay. (laughs) That sort of reminds me of this is obviously it's not a recommendation, but there was a book called nickel and dimed that came out a long time ago. And it reminds me of that where you're just like, people trying to get by um, mm-hmm. on you know minimum wage or less sometimes and how it's like impossible and the American dream is bullshit. <laughs> it's very much like that and with the overlay of like p- dealing with a dysfunctional city yes. and an underfunded city yeah. and underfunded state and the things that people have, the, the just the hardships that they face that are sometimes their fault and mostly not their yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to get it for Jeremy since he believes that Detroit is where he's <laughs> meant to be. He's <laughs> destined to live here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Should we lock this up? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Get, ha- keep some house. Here's some housekeeping. Buy stuff from us at littleredbandwagon.com. And there definitely will be new stuff. Yay! I've been creating it <laughs> um, in my little workshop. Hopefully it will be by the time this drops, if not definitely this week. Um, so look for that. And then please rate and review us. Um, yeah, I guess 
that means something. <laughs> and <laughs> even if you were right, like we'll read them. So write funny ones. Can you can you review it twice? Huh? Do you know what know. I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. That would have been a reason to not have the same feed. But anyways, that's <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. It's a little late now. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to answer what your razzle dazzle is yes. on the Facebook For page. Sure. Yes. Come visit us at this show has everything.com. Um, definitely send us your messages on throwyourphone.com. We love those. We read those. They're wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. There's still time to do the cheese survey. Um, it is cheeseoff.space. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> And it's simple <laughs> and easy, although it's a brain teaser. It took me a long time to fill mine out. <laughs> but we are thinking that's going to be next yes. week. Right? Yes. yes. We're preparing yep. for that show. So get it in this week. Um, what if did you're I say? It. it closes at 12 a.m. Mountain <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> um Come see us on our Facebook group. It's wonderful. It this is where you'll find the question of the week. There's all sorts of fun conversations going on over there. Our show Twitter is still TSH everything. <laughs> I think that's the least hard way to say yep. it. Yep. Um, and then you can also send us an email at TSHE at 10710.com. You can send us a voicemail um, or you could fax us at 617-354-8513, usually for butt pictures. <laughs> fax Bobby Dada. <laughs> All right, Anne, do you want to do, I liked yours last week, but I need to memorize mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and hanging out with us and from all of us to all of you. That was everything. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things Mm, Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings Mm, Girls in white dresses, blue satin sashes Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes Silver white winters that melt into spring